now welcome into today's episode where I got me, the wonderful Austin, hosting today's episode, and we got the no belly button little Travis. How are you doing today, Travis? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Austin? I'm doing great, man. I know we're doing better than Ben, who is not here because of can't poor, hold his liquor. Poor decision making. Can't hold his liquor. That's all. That's all. It comes <laughs> down to. Uh, he'll learn. That's all right. Eventually, you know, it takes time for the kids to learn. That's all. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So one well, thing I did want to talk about today was the college football expanded to twelve teams by. What it seems like 2026 at the latest, but seems like they're trying to do for 2024. What are your thoughts? I actually really like this. I like it a lot because it makes it more like a playoff instead of just having a regular season and then one championship game. Kind of hurt. Well, not just one because it's two technically a semifinal and a championship game. I like it because it gives all the power conferences a major winner, like an automatic bid. And then, right. and then after that, you take like the actual logical next best, next best teams. Right, because it's basically half, almost half of the top twenty-five, which to me makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think this move was long overdue for sure. Oh yeah, because one day just just like. March Madness, like one team could be playing the game of their life. Like anything can happen. Someone gets right. Hurt. So like now we might be able to see some Cinderella teams. You know, mm-hmm. since I, I from what I read, it was going to be a six conference winners and a six basically ladder picks is what it, from what it seemed like. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see how they're going to decide basically like who's in, who's out, kind of thing. Now, what do you think that means for, like, fantasy implications, you know? Because the draft combine, I believe, is usually in, like, March, right? Yes, I'm pretty sure. And if I remember right, the national championship is usually in, like, mid-January-ish. No later than then, at least, so. Right. So then they might have to... I don't know, that'd be weird. I'm interested to see how they're going to do the schedule for that, because... If that's how they do it, then they're going to have to push, you know, the season back or the end date to at least February or the end of January, at least. Right. I I can I can see where it has some negative impact on some players and for fantasy and draft status at first, because I can see people sitting playoff games out, especially if it's going to extend the season another month, month and a half. Right. And just people don't get hurt. I don't know. I can. It's gonna be interesting, but I I like it for the competitiveness and, and like if all the moves the NCAA seems to have been making over the last twenty years was definitely about money. I don't see how they didn't see that this was. I don't see how it took them this long knowing that that would just make more money, like for real. Right. I mean. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if people just start sitting out games again. Because, I mean, that's what they usually do. At least, you know, in the past, you know, five or six years, players will sit on games in order to prepare for the combine to hopefully improve their draft stock. Very true. So it's something to start doing even more, you know, even more players because the season's extended. So the 12-team playoffs, they're probably going to play at least three times, you know, which is just going to increase the risk of injury. 
Yeah, that's uh that's a good point. It'd be pushing towards almost uh if you make it if you're not on an elite team that makes it to the game, you'd be almost playing a full NFL schedule regular season. Right, exactly. So I would not be surprised. But I guess we'll see. Be interesting for sure. I kinda like it. You see any major cons with them doing the twelve team? Um, Besides players possibly staying out? No, I don't, I think no matter what, I mean, someone will figure, no one's happy with everything. Someone will have a problem with it. Right. But right now, it's just interesting. I've always thought, I mean, I think maybe jumping all the way from 4 to 12 at first is maybe a little too much. But, like, I think we should have went to, to 8, probably. At minimum, yeah. Yeah. It probably should have been eight minimum to begin with. I agree, because that at least gives all major conference winners a chance. Like, that's fair. Right. No, I feel that. I understand. I get that. And I fully agree with that one. It's definitely... Definitely something I'm excited for. Now, is there any... Fancy worthy stuff you want to talk about today? Oh. I, I'm pretty sure you said you had a couple of things you want to talk about earlier. Yeah, there was. Marlon Mack resigned with the team. Yeah, I saw that. Who did he sign with? I didn't even see it first. It was the practice squad. They, or he resigned with Houston's practice squad, didn't he? Yep, he did. I was expecting. That's a smart man. Yep, and then Sonny Michelle went to the Chargers. What do you think? How how do you think that it's gonna be for uh, Isaiah Spiller and everyone else there? Cause that's I like Michelle. I don't. I don't think it's gonna impact Spiller at all, let alone e- Eckler's status. Oh, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't touch Eckler at all unless Eckler went no. down. Right. I, I don't think it's going to impact Spiller's status at all for fantasy-wise, honestly. I, I mean, Mich- Michelle is good, and he was good for a little bit with England and a little bit with the Rams when he needed to be last year. But I don't see him a threat to his Spiller status at all, honestly. What about you? I don't. Th- I maybe. I think he could, depending on how long, how much time Spiller misses with this little nagging injury he's got going. Right. But uh, he could just be a veteran presence, just for depth purposes in general. So, yeah, something that really that. surprised me was not only did. 49ers release Trey Sermon and Jermichael Hasty, but they signed the rookie Ty- Tyrion Davis Price and mm-hmm. the undrafted free agent Jordan Mason. Running yeah. both running backs made it over them. And the funny thing is, the 49ers were in trade talks with the Eagles for Trey Sermon and said they just released him and got nothing for him, and they, he went to the Eagles anyways. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't know they were in trade talks though with them. Uh, that's uh, pretty. I think the, I that's think the 49ers might have dropped the ball a little bit there. 
Yeah, I mean, they probably could at least got like, at least a fifth round pick from, for sure. Right. You know, I I wouldn't if I was the Eagles, I wouldn't pay anything more than that for them. But I mean, at the end of the day, they end up getting from without having to give up a draft pick or anything like that. So, props to them. Mm-hmm. I saw you pick up Zay Jones today. I was upset because I was actually hoping to, he was one of the people I wanted to pick up today. If Nick accepted my trade, but Nick accepted it a couple hours too late, jerk. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like. Zay's I saw him. For targets. That's exactly why I picked him up. But you know, funny thing is, is I wanted to pick up Zay Jones, but I was also thinking about who I dropped for Devin Duvernay on my team. Oh, but then yeah, I, I just him, <laughs> then I just put my yeah then I just put my phone down and completely forgot about it and then you just pick him up so I was like ah oh, fuck I, I like opportunity because he's getting like handed the number two wide receiver role behind Rashad Bateman obviously he's not going to be number two in targets that's Mark Andrews is probably gonna he's gonna be number one at least probably yeah but Duvernay getting that kind of expanded role the Ravens saying they want to pass a little more than they have in years past. I mean, it's still going to be obviously a run-heavy offense, but still increased target opportunity and the fact that he's their primary punt and kick returner. Right. I mean, not in our fantasy league, obviously, return yards don't matter, but with potential touchdowns at hand, like, I, he's a very intriguing pick, especially in Dynasty since he's 24. So I'll, yeah, I'll exactly. And, and that's kind of why I wanted to pick him up because I like the talent. And I really just like his opportunity because now that Marquise Brown is gone, that opens up a door for him. Very true. So uh, I was I was definitely hardcore thinking about it, and then it kind of got sidetracked with having to go do some errands. And then I saw you picked him up, and I was like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" <laughs> I was like, "This goddamn son of a gun!" But it's fine. It's all good. I'm not upset about it. It's fine. It is what it is at the end of the day. So did it for you, baby. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> You're welcome. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh. Oh. Is there anybody you're trying to target in in drafts right now? Or not really drafts, but in trades at at least. Well, right now I do have that one trade out. I'm trying to use the fact that Miles Sanders is finally healthy for the first time this offseason. Right. And honestly, the guy we're just talking about, Devin Duvernay, and the 2025 second-round pick that I acquired from Nick to get Devin Singletary and Carlos Edwards, or Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So I would uh, like that just for the potential. I think Sanders is the best talent out of those three, out of those four players, but he's been trending in the wrong direction for consecutive years, whereas the other two are trending up, and Sanders' body has just can't stay healthy. Yeah. And Kenneth Gainwell might be taking his job, so... See if I can pull this trade off. I mean, I could lose the trade if Sanders stays healthy, Eagles have a good offensive line and improved offense, and Sanders just turns in what his potential, then, yeah, I lose the trade. But... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, though. We'll see. We shall see. Oh, you got America. I did. I did. And you got I did us all a favor and attacked Europe so they didn't get a bonus. 
Oh, well, oh, well that doesn't really it. matter now, does it? I, I, I'm paying for my sins. <laughs> oh, I'm paying bad. Please yeah, attack me with the nines or the four, though. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Lose a bunch. Yeah, yeah. an attack. But they got their bonus back, so. I don't think I really care that much. I like it because I, I got where my half that three is where I really wanted. That was where I was trying to focus. God dang, Travis. Oh, my Atlanta. <laughs> I just can't believe they actually finally expanded the playoffs to 12 teams this year, though. Same. I'm just, I'm just still surprised by that. Because they've been talking about it, or at least there's been rumors about it for a minute now. I think there's been a push for it ever since the first, very first season of having a college football playoff. Right. Hmm. The Bears president and CEO, Ted Phillips, is going to retire after 40 seasons. I wonder what, what kind of impact that's going to have on the Bears going forward. That's a good Jalen point. Thompson has... Agreed to an extension with the Cardinals with forty uh twenty four point five million guaranteed. Ooh. We'll keep him on a contract through twenty twenty five. So that's solid for their defense. Someone that I've been really wanting to keep an eye on, and I can't I honestly am surprised he's still available in our league is Eno Benjamin because James Conner is twenty seven, going on twenty eight. He's not and they cut a lot of running backs. They didn't draft any. He's only 23, and he's very talented. <laughs> That's a high-powered offense that he could be walking right into a starting role next year. Yeah, I've thought about it. He, I just but don't I have, feel a, like I James just don't have the roster gonna, space yet. Yeah, no, Jam, I, don't, I don't think James Conner is going to give it up for at least another two years or so. That's fair. At least... But I mean, there people. A lot of people were pretty high on Eno Benjamin when he came out of the draft a couple of years ago. That's true. I liked him. Well. I liked him a while, but Chase Edmonds was there, and James Conner was there. There, right? Talent. He had two starting caliber running backs in front of him, and then they decided to just sign James Conner free agency. Yes. So that makes me wonder, like, if, if James Conner does go down with injury, how confident are they actually in Eno Benjamin? I don't know. I think they're more confident year. than they – I mean, I think next year – I mean, I think they – I mean, if next year they obviously have a draft in between that they could use if, to determine that. So we'll see how that goes. But for this season, they're at least comfortable enough that they traded away all the other assets they have to make sure that happens. Right, <laughs> that that is true. Yeah. So I mean, wh whether it was their go plan or not, I mean, they kind of forced their own hand. If it if Connor does get hurt, so. <laughs> you know what, Travis? You got a point there, my guy. Oh, I don't like you. <laughs> Why not? I didn't do anything but, to you. Not yet. <laughs> I didn't do anything at all. Gonna touch my butt. Nope, I just wanted to kill purple. All right. 
was gonna say, I was gonna say I haven't attacked you yet, but I can't really do nothing about it. <laughs> it's okay, you Travis. Can, you could honestly you. probably wipe me out right here, and I don't like it. <laughs> no, I don't got enough for that. You got too many strongholds for that one. I was hoping mm. you'd go down into Asia. I was just <laughs> leave you alone. <laughs> well, I just wanted to kill purple. That's all. Okay, that's fair. Are there any people in fantasy you're, you're paying like you're not quite going to add to your team yet, but you're paying close attention to to see kind of mm. how their role fills out on their team? Yes, my, the guy, my biggest sleeper, Sam Ellinger. I mm. so you're expecting really, Matt Matt Ryan to fail, or are you just waiting for him fail, to be gone just, this year? Yeah, I'm just waiting for him to be gone. I think Ellinger is their long-term solution there. And oh. then I'm interested to see that Bryce Perkins quarterback for the Rams for after Stafford. Oh, okay. You don't want to attack me right there? Nope, yeah. I don't. All right. I love you. I'm <laughs> I'm comfortable with where my spots are right now. <laughs> you don't even, yeah, you don't even have to. Oh, man. But, yeah, Perkins has looked really good in preseason. So does Skylar Thompson. Yeah, I was going to bring him up, dude. I was like, shoot, if Tua gets pulled out, it's going to be for him again because he looked good. Wow. Yeah, these okay. guys are all Maybe I should have put, put more on freaking Alaska right there. I like a tight, a tight end to pay attention to. Daniel Bellinger from the Giants, 21 years old, 6'5", 253. He's the uh, mm -hmm. he's their tight end one. But yeah, God dang, I'm paying a lot of attention to Isaiah Likely with the Ravens. I like him too, but I'm just like, no. <laughs> that's Mark Andrews' job. <laughs> but with they run a lot depleted, of tight, two tight end sets, so right? Fun. But with how depleted they're at wide receiver, they may try and lean more on the rookie there. You know, that's a good point. Exactly, Travis. So maybe that's what they do. What do you think? Yeah, they might. I I hope that they don't. As long as Andrews gets enough production to still be a top five tight end, that's I'm happy with it. That's all I'm worried about. He doesn't need to put up the number one tight end season like he did last year. It's fine. But because I didn't pay number one overall tight end numbers, uh, you know, debt for him. I didn't pay that for him. Right. But likely he's been. Really, he's really athletic. He's a good build. I mean, yeah, he might. They might use him as a wide receiver, or run a lot of two tight end sets to make up for the lack of talent. If Duvernay doesn't hold up his end of the bargain, the only receiver on their team that's talented is Bateman. Put likely out there since he can draw a mismatch and he shows that he can do well. Why attack me? All right, it, we got. I mean, it'd, it'd be smart to do that. I like, but yeah, likely's likely's nice, especially if he shows out and 
they can sign keeps likely for a lot cheaper than the contracts Andrews is going to demand. That's also true. I don't know. I'm interested in how things going to go. I am too. Do you have any trades going on that you're trying to pull off right now? If I do do a trade, it's going to be to try and um, upgrade my wide receiver some. Okay. At least my dev slash flex area. Otherwise, I'm not really trying to do a whole lot with my team at the moment. Personally. That's fair. But if you're trying to trade one of your top receivers, I'm always down to listen. I don't know about that. Well, why not just say yes, Travis? I like my team. I like. I think I got a good championship run in me this year. Well, just say yes to me. No, because I got my. I mean, my top two receivers are Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel. Cup's a little older, and then my, and I got a lot of youth behind that. AJ Brown, Deontay Johnson, Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. And I still got Jerry Judy and Hunter Renfro. I mean, I know you like Judy. I bet you got Cortland Sutton too. Yes, so. I think you're gonna win. Maybe. What do you mean maybe? <laughs> maybe. Maybe Travis. Maybe. So what about? How do you think the the Broncos are gonna do? I'm interested to see how that plays out. If they were in any other division, I would say that they'd. I mean, I'd say that they'd have a lot better chance. But they're just, they're gonna have to face the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Raiders twice. Yeah, that's the so, nutty thing about it, dude. Is that division's freaking stacked? They're gonna beat the shit out of each other during the regular season. Is what's about to happen. Yeah, but the I think. I don't Broncos even know who's going to win that division. To, to win 13, 14 games, but with how stacked the division is, like, I mean, there's, I think there's three teams. Four, I think all of them are capable of winning 13, 14 games. All yeah. of them are capable of winning the division? Yeah, it's just, but because they're all so, the, 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 uh, the man, the division winner is going to come out with like 11 wins because they're going to beat each other up all year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or it makes it hard wins. to decide. Yeah, so who's actually going to win that division? I have no idea. Because like, like you were saying, say, like I want to every... say the Chargers. On paper, right. I think it's the Chargers or the or the Broncos. Right, and like you're saying, every one of those teams can win that division, hands mm-hmm. down. So like, goddamn. I don't know, man. If I had a bet on it, I'd probably say Chiefs won. Broncos two. Chargers three. Raiders four. But even that is just so hard to choose because they're all, at least offensively, so talented. Chargers one, Broncos two, Chiefs three, Raiders four. Yeah, okay. Honestly, we're, I can't we're, even, we're actually, same. I'm gonna say I'm actually no. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Raiders three, Chiefs four. Oh. Really? Was that? 
I just want to see what Mahomes can do without Tyreek. What do you think I he's going to do? I don't know. I don't think he trusts any other receiver on his team the way he's trusted Tyreek. And and I don't think Tyreek being – I'm not saying that he's not great, but he's had plenty of opportunity and plenty of games. To be, I mean, he's had players have flash-in-the-pan games like MVS yeah. and Hardman, but he's never – with how much they pass, he's never really had that kind of connection or trust with all of his other receivers. And that does, doesn't going to change how Tyreek's gone. I mean, he's going to have to try, but I'm not saying they're going to be bad, but I think this is going to be a learning season, especially since I don't know how good their defense is going to be. Their defense is – they're streaky with their defense. They'll play, like, a top three unit half the season, and then they'll play, like, a bottom three unit the other half. That's how it's been for, like, the last three years. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, and the reason yeah, I damn. say that is because they came out the gate struggling a little bit last year. But I think their division is too tough for them to be able to recover the way that they did last year. Now, if so, if they come out the gate stumbling this year with a, learn it, with a bunch of new role players that are new to the team, young, replacing Tyreek, and defense yeah. comes, and they come out 4-7 and seven or whatever they were like they were last year, mm -hmm. I don't think... Their, their division is too tough for them to recover from that this year. In my I opinion. love you, Travis. It's all right. I love you, too. But if they come out fine, then it's anyone's. Who knows? That division is going to be fun to watch. I think AFC So I kind of think it's the hardest division in, in football at the moment. What do you think? I, I think if Deshaun I think it's definitely the wasn't most suspended at all and was still in his – like haven't missed a game and was still there, then I think the AFC North could be there too because the Ravens, Steelers, and Browns would all be really good and the Bengals. I would say three out of the four teams. I, I still don't have a lot of faith in the Steelers until we see what their quarterbacks can do. Yeah, that's a good point. Once we see what their quarterbacks can do, then I'll, I'll be more agreeable with you on that. Okay. Yeah, I would like to see some more out of their QBs as well. I've I've always liked Trubisky. I know that they're going to definitely lean towards Kenny. Because they're, I mean, they kind of. But I don't, th I, I don't think Mitch is that bad. I don't think he's that bad of a player at all. Not, I mean, not as bad as they want him to be. No. For sure. Oh, I think I was having a conversation with Olivia earlier, and we mm -hmm. both said that if. Kirk Cousins wins the Super Bowl. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. If who wins the Super Bowl? Kirk Cousins. Not saying that he's gonna. We don't think. We're not saying that we think the Vikings are gonna win or anything like that. But like, right. just like if by chance he just he wins the Super Bowl as a starting QB, and has a good playoff run, it's, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. You think so? Yeah, he's got like. Go look at his stats. I mean, I love Kirk Cousins. I'm just asking, what made you, what, what made you guys come to that conclusion? Well, he's he's got like 32,000 passing yards. All right, well, here's why. Because everyone's going to say that Eli Manning's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I don't think he even deserves the Hall in general. But he has two Super Bowls. Yeah. So does Trent. Well, Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl because of a great defense, too. That is... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you're right about that one. Eli Manning 
has top 10 bulk stats because of the era he plays and not because he's top 10 all time like that or top 20 all time like that mm-hmm. now and there's a re and i can back that up with actual facts and it's because joe montana dan moreno and john elway are the only quarterbacks that played before the year 2000 before like careers were over by then you know what i mean not i mean obviously brett Favre played before but he played a, like a decade in the 2000s yeah but you know like those three are the only players from previous night of 2000 like 90s 80s 70s 60s all other football all football history those are the only three other quarterbacks before that are in top 20 like top 15 bulk stats right and eli has a 500 record which kirk cousins does too it's kind of funny exactly on the money they both do and uh but kirk has top 10 all-time efficiency stats and passer rating offensive rating completion percentage and he's got a pretty damn good touchdown to interception ratio which is far better than eli's and he's never been on a team with a defense anywhere near the one that eli had he's had better offenses i argue a little bit but not necessarily hmm. i don't know I think Jefferson and Cook are both better than any running back or wide receiver that Eli had at the same time. Yeah. But he still had some good players on his team. Interesting. So you think you, out of recent look- memory so you think out of recent memory Eli Manning's at least deserving? Yes. I think okay. Eli Manning's one of the most overrated players ever. And if his last name wasn't Manning and those Super Bowls didn't just happen to come against the Patriots, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. Oh, I'm trying to think of who made the helmet catch. David Tyree. I mean, it was his yeah, I mean it was his receivers that definitely bailed him out of that game. Yep. For sure. And then the and then the other Super Bowl against the Patriots. Freaking what was it, Rodney Harrison just straight slipped and fell and left Plexico wide open in the end zone. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, and then Wes Walker dropped a wide open pass at the fifty. Yep. So that was fun too. Welker makes so. that catch. It most likely goes to overtime. Yeah. But I mean it is it is what it is at the end of the day. Um I just think Eli's extremely overrated, and everyone just wants to point to like, oh, he's got top ten stat. Who's your like, most top overrated? ten passing yards and two Super Bowls? Like, no, actually, look at what he contributed, not the team. Like, who's your most overrated fantasy player? Ever? Give, give like, me top three. Go, give me for top this three. Coming season. Yep, twenty twenty two. Give me your top. No, you know, give me your top five. Like people that I think are going to be drafted too high and over Like yep. people expect too much of them. Yeah, exactly. I am going to say number one is going to be James Conner. Um, I can understand that. He's going to be good, but he didn't have even have a thousand scrimmage yards last, or, yeah, last year. Yeah, I think in my other league, I drafted him in like the fourth round, I think is what it was. But Chase Edmonds took a lot of the scrimmage yards from him. He's not going to have as many – he's not going to have as much contest for – touches he's i think he's gonna have more scrimmage yards than he did last year but he's he ain't, he's not repeating 
15, 18 touchdowns or whatever he had last year. No, just kind of like how JT is not going to repeat what he did last year, most likely. Mm-hmm. But I, I think having Chase Edmonds gone from the Cardinals is going to help James Conner a lot, or at least give him some more work. Value. Maybe not a lot, but it's definitely going to help him get some more work for sure, I think. Yeah. I think people need to temper their expectations with the entire 49ers offense with Trey Lance as well. Yeah, I mean, the only one I'm really interested in is that one is probably Debo. And that's just because he's apparently going to be running the ball again. Since I believe what the his contract was. He has bonuses in it for running. Yep. Yep. He was like, yeah, I'll run the ball. Make it worth my time, though. I mean, I don't blame him. It was like, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to be running and catching, you better pay me for both. Mm -hmm. Another one, I think this is going to hurt you. He's still going to have a top 10 season, 100%. But don't expect Mahomes to challenge for like one of those top three spots this year. Oh, no. I I understand that. But I wanted – the reason I traded Lamar was because I could get those four first rounds and I knew I was getting Patrick Mahomes. So it was – Right. Essentially a no-brainer for me. Because then I get a little more. Mahomes, I understand, won't have, at least this year, probably a top three season. But he's going to be a lot more consistent than I, than Lamar will be, I think. And that's really what I wanted. Like, I loved his, at max point, 70 points. But his lowest is, like, five. Yeah. So... That range, I just don't want to deal with the headache anymore after like three seasons. That's understandable. So Lamar, I mean, so Patrick offers me that ceiling of like fifty to sixty, but that floor of like twenty to fifteen ish. Right, I feel that. So that was one of the biggest reasons, and I understand why you want to play him top three, top two, or whatever for quarterback wise. But I still think he'll be top five quarterback overall fantasy. I, I can agree with top ten. I think I think the top three fantasy QBs this year. I'm not going to name them one, two, and three. Like I'm not going to name them a specific order, but I think the players that are going to be that make up the top three are going to be Herbert, Allen, and uh, Burrow. I can see Hurts being thrown in there, getting into that mix. Possibly, yeah. If I he mean, takes, if he, if he, if what we've been hearing from camp actually is real, then yes. I mean, last year. There was a portion of the year where he was like QB5 or QB6 or something like that. So if he that just keeps true. that going with the addition to A.J. Brown, I think that helps him a lot. That's a fair point. Another guy, my, my next guy to temper expectations. This one hurts me. I'm the owner of this of this draft. But the worry about David Montgomery, you're the owner of him. It's real. Not that he's not good or not going to get touches. But the offense is shaky, and Herbert's pretty good. I think they. I wouldn't be surprised if like if Montgomery's not being super effective with his touches, continuously getting like over four uh, yards per carry. Then they're gonna probably by year's end. Don't be surprised if it's a committee. Okay, so then would you? Uh, would it be fair to say that Montgomery is the only one that's really worth owning on the Bears team? The only one? No. If you own Montgomery, I'd say you'd want the Herbert. 
a Khalil Herbert uh, oh, okay. handcuff just for the handcuff situation. But also, if you're in a super flex league, then feel in a dynasty, obviously, like we are, we'd want Fields. I like Cole Komet and I like Darnell Mooney. So, like, one at each position, and that's it. No one else. But I wouldn't expect, don't don't have high expectations for anyone, though. But those guys are definitely worth rostering, for sure. Mooney, maybe, and Komet could have sneaky seasons, depending on, I don't know. We're going to see how this Bears Com- offense is. <laughs> I mean, Komet really depends on how Justin Fields plays, too. But I do like Komet as a... As like a tight end two on your team, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. As like a backup team, a backup tight end where you only have to play them one week a year. Right. So I I can get behind that. I don't I don't have too many complaints about that one. Oh, she got on your list. The last guy to temper expectations for is Michael Pittman. I'm going to say it just to stir your – I want to hear what you got to say. But I think a lot of people are drafting him with the expectations that he's just going to be factual, like set, top seven to ten wide receiver. I he's, mean, he's going to like QB 15. I mean, wide receiver 15. Yeah, I've, I just feel – there's just been a lot of steam and hype about it. I've seen a lot of people take like expecting to take him higher than that. I've, and I've done a couple drafts on ESPN leagues that he's been going pretty freaking high. And I think a lot of people are just counting on the Matt Ryan thing, Matt Ryan being there essentially, and him and Michael Pittman being essentially the wide receiver one. I just think so I can understand Alex, where the hype comes from, but I also do agree that in some drafts he is going too high. I wouldn't like if if you drafted him in a pick to where like that's obviously like the first twelve picks, like the first round pick in your draft, or even in the second round, I like, guess your first wide receiver off the board. I think you're nuts. I'd draft him to be my wide receiver too. But yeah, but I was gonna say if you, I think I think he's gonna finish between wide receiver 18 and wide receiver 22 this year. But people thinking 7 to 10 are crazy. And especially since Alec Pierce is there for more targets to take away from. Like, better arsenal of weapons for, at Ryan's disposal. I think Pittman finishes at wide receiver 12. Wide receiver 12? 12 to 18. That's what I'm talking about. I think That's he's... A- Low end, or I think he's going to finish higher end wide receiver too. On the year, just because I I like that Colts offense, I like what they can do. They got I like their offense, an, a much upgraded quarterback in Matt Ryan, and then you got Michael Pittman who has who knows that offense, who's been there now for a couple of years, and you got what Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines well, that, coming well, out that, the backfield, yeah. and you got Alec Pierce. Well, that's why I, I think you got like Moali Cox. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that is part of the reason why I think you should temper expectations with some of those because the offense is better now. You have the arguably the the best running back in the league on your team who's you can rely on, and you have good offensive weapons, and that defense is good enough, and that 
they're going to have leads in games now, and they're just going to be running the ball in the second half in a lot of in a lot of games. So, and with Pierce being there to actually be a quality receiver to take target to take targets from them too, and Himes right. getting a lot of targets. Remember, Matt Ryan I mean, played a lot of seasons. I was gonna say, but Ryan was very comfortable playing in a situation where he can pass the ball to the running back. Think about all the times with Devontae Freeman and even back before that with Michael Turner. Uh, he's yeah. very used to that. He like he he likes his running backs. Think of Cordell Patterson last season. I don't I mean, know. That's a good point. I mean, they're just. I I definitely would draft Pittman to be my my two or my three. Um, I feel comfortable with him finishing. I would be comfortable drafting him as mid my two to, or three, mid to high wide receiver two. I think he one hundred percent finishes. I think mid to low. What like low is his floor, or. Yeah, it's floor, and then mid is the ceiling with 18-22. So if people want to draft him in as a wide receiver one, you're going to have to wait till at least next year, I think. Yes. To confidently draft him wide receiver one. Because if, if he has 1,300-1,400 yards and finishes the wide receiver eight or whatever, I can understand the argument going forward for Pittman to be you know, drafted in the first, early second round kind of thing. He'll be taking over that new guard as like the Cooper Cups, Devonta Adams, and Tyreek start get into DeAndre Hopkins start getting older and fade out, and it's get, he's moving up in there with the AJ Browns, Jamar Chase, and Debo and Scary Terry's. Right, and he'll Justin still be Jefferson for the for the new wide receiver ones. Right, and, exactly, and he'll and he'll still be tied to Matt Ryan too, as well. So yeah. that just will further help the argument next year as long as Pittman has a. Good and solid year this year. Very true. Anyone Very else? Yeah, you're. you're uh, who are those people that you think are we drafting too low? Drafted too low. That just belt. right off the top of your head right now. One person. I I think people let Zamir White fall too far in our draft. Oh, you're not. Oh, I'm t- not talking about our draft in general. Right, it can be either or. In general, people. I think people need to stop thinking Zeke's not just going to be something. I think oh, yeah, Ze- everyone's, everyone's thinking like Pollard. Zeke's I know, everyone thinking Zeke's just going to fall off to like running back 20. No, this man's going to again have a top 10 season. I'm calling it right now. I mean, at worst, I think he'll finish top 12. Which is still I guess, which is still really RB1. And again, he's going to finish above Pollard, and everyone is going to say for the fourth straight season, oh, but watch out for Pollard, watch out for Pollard, and four straight seasons, Pollard's still going to take a backseat to him. Like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, everyone, like, yeah, for actual, like, he's explosive. Zeke's been as far better through the tackle, so, and it's not debatable. Zeke was playing hurt, and still hit a thousand yards, and... He's healthy now. He's in a team now that's lost Amari Cooper. Gallup's hurt. I mean, they got mm-hmm. CD, but they got um, who's that Tolbert. rookie here? There's yeah, Jalen Tolbert, and Thank they got you. Schultz. So I think they Schultz might run. I think they might run the. I think he is too. I think they're going to run the ball more this year. Honestly, I think Zeke's I can in a see good, that. I think Zeke's in a good spot to get a lot of touches. I think. CD's in a good spot to get a lot of catches, and I think Schultz is in a good spot to get a lot of catches. And everyone forgets, too, that like Dallas is the one organization that is very known for letting their running backs run, be the, bulk, the, the bell cow till, they, till they're 30. 
Jerry Jones has done that his entire career. Yeah, yeah, that 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 he has that's undeniable, for sure. Got anything but, else you uh, got? Anything else you want to talk about? Um, you should trade you me. Want, I, <laughs> you know what? I was just about to say that you should trade me, Lamar. Well, I like Lamar. Yeah, I do too. I miss him on my team. I don't want you to have him to go off on my team for 70 points. That'd make me very sad. I would trade you Stafford. <laughs> Stafford for Lamar? Deal. For Lamar? Oh, you're funny. <laughs> I don't have... <laughs> That's the funny thing is I don't even have Stafford. I know. Obviously, as you know. Oh, I know. I know. I want some. Uh, I want. I want Kadarius Tony. We'll see, baby boy. All right, all right. You want to go ahead and send us out? Yeah, everyone. Thank you for listening. Please tune in next time. We got great content going through the weekend. We'll be back on oh, Monday, yeah. and hopefully Ben won't be uh, too uh, too drunky drunk to uh, to join us. But it's all right. Hope he feels better. Everyone, have a good night. Trade me Lamar Jackson.